whenever I tell my stories, I always explore the Aristotle concept of storytelling, which is the ethos, pathos, and logos. So when you tell a story, there has to be pathos, it has to be passionate. You can't be talking about something that that is going to be relatable to people when you are not passionate. The passion has to be felt. The second thing is the ethos, which has to do with the emotions. Your audience wants to feel the emotions attached to your story. And the last is logos. There has to be logic, logical dimension about your story. It's very important. You see, if you know your audience very well, then when you tell their story, you know how to strike a chord in their heart so that they will respond to you. We need to go back to that mindfulness, the the, the creativity, the creative side of ourselves, the part that we're, we're very interested in stories. We would sit around, you know, our parents as they told us stories. We had that interest. We, we were, you know, all ears. And I found that as we get older, we begin to filter out that part of us and we lose the raw and the connecting part of our stories. Storytelling series for small businesses and content creators. In Obehi Podcast, we talk about the power of your story, your narrative, and why you should own your voice. Whether you are a small business owner, a content entrepreneur, or you simply want to build your influence, storytelling is probably going to be your best instrument to connect with your audience. So join the awakened few who are owning their voices. And let's get started with today's episode. So I thank all of you that are joining us today. We're always happy to have all of you here when we talk about uh, storytelling um, because it is important. We have find, we have discovered that it's one of the, it's one of the most important instruments that we have out there. Whether we are um, using it for ourselves on the personal level, whether we are using it for business uh, in the corporate level, or even for to build a community. So storytelling has become uh, an important uh, element in the human society. Uh, so for those of you who do not know the background of uh, this storytelling series, uh, let me just share with you briefly. I'm not going to spend much time there uh, so we can move on. So I'm originally from Nigeria. My name is Obehi Ewanfo. I'm a full-time content creator. Uh, you can call me content entrepreneur if you like. Uh, so I came to Italy in the August of 2004. I'm a very curious person. So since then, I'll be trying to understand who are the people that I came to meet here uh, in Verona, which is in the northern part of Italy. So I started to talk to them, ask them questions. So I actually did this uh, research that lasted for a couple of years. And uh, from it, uh, I published uh, two books and I also uh, realized a documentary with which I won uh, an award at the Verona International Film Festival. So what I learned 
over these years, more than 10 years, is that uh, there is power in storytelling, in being able to tell your story, being able to own your voice. So I said, why don't I package what I've learned and put it out there for other person to also learn from? Who knows? Somebody might benefit from it. So that is how uh, last year I decided to put the work together. And of course, when I, uh, because uh, like I said, uh, it's a long period of time. So when I uh, put the idea together, it was too voluminous. I couldn't put it in one book. Otherwise, it's going to be very uh, heavy for people to read. And of course, I understand my demographic, the African diaspora community. Uh, and also, um, let me just say generally, among Africans, sometimes we don't like to read that much. So for somebody to see a book that it may be going to nearly uh, 1,000 pages, it's going to be very discouraging to such an individual. So I decided to break it down into a smaller session. So we end up with five books. Uh, so they are not short, something like around, um, some of them actually less than 200 pages. So you can pick it up and read uh, a few evening. Uh, the idea remains the same, learning how to leverage storytelling for what you do, because we understand that it can be useful in any area where you have to deal with human beings. So that is kind of the background of the story. Uh, but today, of course, we are talking about uh, storytelling, mastering your storytelling skill for leverage. Uh, that is very important because this is coming from book four in the series. Uh, because the book is uh, split into different sections from understanding the basis of storytelling. When we say storytelling, what do we mean? What are the setup of storytelling? What is the science behind storytelling? Uh, up until how to tell your personal story, which is... Uh, uh, somewhere in book two and in book three, but mainly in book three. Then in book four, we talk of how to master your storytelling because it is very important. Anything we do or anything we want to do, we should also learn how to master it. It is when we master that art that we can actually leverage it. Because of course, leverage comes afterward, after we master what we do. Uh, talking of mastery, now I remember where I grew up, which is uh, in Nigeria. Uh, there is a man uh, by the name, we usually call this man Ojogun. Uh, and Ojogun, in the sense that uh, he's a ghostmate, okay, the English word would be a ghostmate, but in our local language, we call him Ojogun. Uh, he was the one that was uh, making the trap if you want to go to the forest to catch animal. And he was the one that maybe would repair your gun if you are the one that used gun to go and uh, hunt. Uh, he is the one that uh, prepare your knife and your cutlass to make, make sure they are sharp and things like that. And one thing we come to understand in this man, thinking about him now, uh, many years that I've left Nigeria, is that this man was really, really good in what he do. And how did he become good? Because he was always doing it and he was paying attention to that particular thing he was doing, which is ghostsmithing. Uh, because he knew the job inside out. And what I, why I share that story with us is that for us to be able to leverage what we do, say storytelling for business, for example, we need to master it. If we know how to master it, then we can earn from it in a very big way. We cannot just talk about storytelling casually. You cannot use storytelling for your business in a casual way because we're not actually talking about Cock and bull story. We are looking for an in-depth understanding of the human behavior. Storytelling helps us to do this effectively. Because storytelling mastery is about crafting and delivering compelling narratives that capture and engage an audience. 
To do that, you must know who the audience is. What makes them think? What is the type of story you will tell them that will make them laugh? And what type of story will you tell them that they will say, ah, maybe this one is not part of today? You see, if you know your audience very well, then when you tell them story, you know how to strike a chord in their heart so that they will respond to you. And of course, I'm not the only one that's going to be talking today. Uh, of course, we're still going to talk to you, but I have brilliant individuals who are with me as co-hosts. So they're going to be sharing with us their experience because they use storytelling in their business. And of course, after that, we're going to open the room up for conversation with all of you that are there so that those of you who want to who want to air their voice, who want to say something about how they use storytelling, you will have the chance to do that. Well, I want to say thank you to any any. Can you hear me? I, I was faffing around doing other things whilst you were talking. I get to work with people like Eric who have amazing you know, solutions to problems that the world has. And when I meet them, I tell them there's an audio room. So that's part of my service that I, I do for people. Now, my thing is to make people famous, make that where they can sell more. So that's through marketing, that's through what I call the package, which essentially involves email marketing, ads and also these audio events that we put on so we'll you know we'll, we'll try to organize for our client for our friends like over here we work with loads of authors eric's an author too and then we make these rooms work so by inviting you i'm sure you know, all of you got dms who you know it came from myself sherry and my, my co-hosts so welcome all of you you know um what can i say so you know, i guess when it comes to storytelling you know, it's you know to leverage. To leverage means to use in different ways. Take a take advantage of. You know, so storytelling is one that's what is a skill that we that we all need. We definitely take advantage of in many more areas. And over here mentioned uh, the fact that storytelling shows understanding and knowledge of a situation. You know, at the same time, we have to engage and capture people's imagination, capture, capture their attention first of all. You know, and you know, we have to make them think. Of course we do. Now, what settings do we need to do all those things? In business, of course. You know, when I, you know, as, as I was as I prepared, I'm thinking, you know, when I go to networking events, for example, I, I know, the best networkers don't tell you about their products or services. They find a creative way to tell you what they do. You know, and they network. And you know, I always have the same question. What do you do? You've been, you've been there too. What do you do? And rarely will someone say to you, oh, I'm an accountant. They find a way to tell you how they save you money by doing by having their own unique creative way. You know, so I think storytelling is so it's you know, it's a vital skill. You know, I've seen people sing and dance in networking events. They literally sing and dance, telling stories. I say sing and dance because it's a, it's a, it's a performance. Alas, you know, it's, it only means something when you buy into what they're saying. When you buy into their, their authenticity, when they show, like you just said, you know, that they know what they're talking about, you know, they said that that's what that's one setting, you know. But over you know, mentioned our personal lives, you know. I've got kids, and I, I'm sure many of you in the audience have kids, and you know, the show has kids for sure, you know, or fifteen of them. So, you know, t telling stories is the best way to tell our, our kids the lessons that we've learned in life. You know, I do a parenting room, you know, which you're, of course you're welcome to come to. 
and you know in that in, in, the, in that parenting room it's very clear that telling stories to our children is how they learn you know, about things that we've seen and how is he going to tell them you know so i think last time i was in, you know, in the last room someone was talking about how there was, a, there was a, someone a good few people were talking about how the granddads passing messages to their grandkids through stories you know and you know, normally it's trying to tell or convey you know, situations from the past that are quite hard to deal with. Now, think of the Second World War, for example. You know, granddad's not going to tell you what they're doing in the Second World War. You know, in terms of you know basic description, they 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 make they they create a story that conveys not only their their experience, it also conveys the learning for us to take away from their stories. You know, literally, because the, the grandkids learn a lesson. They get entertained. They love. They love Grandad more, and also they learn what Grandad. They, they have an insight, a vivid, almost a graphic picture of what Grandad went through, simply because they tell stories. You know, we do that for our kids today as well. You know, so there's many different. In almost in every context of life, we tell stories. And you know, I'm going to appear on the, the shows, you know, radio show, you know, or podcast in good time. I'm not going to. I'm not going to sit there and say, right, I do X, Y, Z. I'm going to tell you stories about people I work with. You know, there's when you learn how to tell stories. You know, you. I think there's. I can't think of a situation where you can't use stories, unless of course you have no time. You know, again, if you know you, if you know your audience, the the, the real skill is working out which story do I want to tell, which story will have the impact that I want to have right now, which one's going to engage them. Which one's going to excite them? Which one's going to make them respond in the way I want? You know, but truly, you know, looking at something like Obey's book and trying the books and trying to learn from them will give you the tools to learn how to craft stories that literally you can take along every aspect of your life. You know, it improve your engagement, improve people's how people resonate with you, improve how people respond to you. You know, it's such an important topic, Obey. I think you know. I love to hear what the owners have. The owners have to say because you know, I think I'm sure they can explain the, you know, the, the value of storytelling much more than I can. I've met so many people in the audience. I feel so bad. Isu, Amy, welcome. Corinne, Marlon, I could carry on. Frank, Lillian, Amanda. I don't want to miss you out. Good night. You're always a star. Pedro, how you doing? Right over here. I've talked enough. Let me pass the mic to our next our next co-host. Thank that was so yeah, yeah. Please, Hannah, take it. Thank you so much, Obehi. Thank you so much, Annie. Yeah. Um, hi, Abimbala. Hi to everyone listening. Thank you all for being here. We appreciate you for taking our time to be here. Um, the conversation of today is one that I absolutely love. And if you know me, you know I love everything storytelling. I want to first start by saying that before we master something, we have to understand the importance of the power that it yields. And the big question is really, do we know the importance of storytelling? Hi everyone, once again, my name is Hannah Dachaba and I'm a brand storyteller. Um, it's what I eat and breathe. I am so grateful to be doing what I am absolutely passionate about. Uh, my journey to storytelling started at a very young age, as a lot of us. Um, I was told stories by my parents, by my grandparents, even my teachers in school. And that piqued my interest in storytelling. I began writing fictional stories as a child. I would draw birds and fish. 
some some really amateur drawings, but it really began my journey to storytelling. And then I ventured into the school of life and sort of lost touch with myself and touch with my child, my inner child. You know, the part of me that really loved storytelling. And so many of us listening here today, you know, are like me. You guys are like me. You have lost that touch, the inner child, the the excitement that we once had for stories, the interest that we once had for stories. And I'm, go- I'm going to start today by saying we need to go back to how we were as children, the childlike the childlike mindset that we had, the level of inquisitiveness to want to learn, the creative side of us, the the not too filtered aspect of us. That's where we can bring stories that connect. And that's what I wanted to begin today's conversation with. We need to go back to that mindfulness, the the, the creativity, the creative side of ourselves, the part that we're, we're very interested in stories. We would sit around, you know, our parents as they told us stories. We had that interest. We, we were, you know, all ears. And I found that as we get older, we begin to filter out that part of us and we lose the raw and the connecting part of our stories. And that's my advice to anyone listening today interested in mastering the art, the power, the science of storytelling. Go back to that childlikeness. Go back to that childish mindset that you once had, the interests that you had for storytelling. And write raw, unfiltered stories and watch how it connects. Another thing that I would say is in mastering storytelling, we need to first realize that, yes, stories are the main ingredients. Think of pizza, for instance. We have the dough as the main ingredients and then the other extras on top of it, the toppings, right? So, yes, the story is the main ingredient, but you cannot do storytelling if you do not combine some key elements. And I would like to speak to all of us listening today. One thing that I would say is in business, because that's where is my forte. I write stories for brands. I bring out their stories and it connects with their followers. It connects with their listeners. It's what I do for a living. I have found that a lot of the times people think that the the power is just in writing a story that is good. But if you are writing a story that converts, we need to be mindful of the other ingredients in storytelling, which is copywriting. And before, and psychology, psychology plays a huge role in that because you need to understand who you're speaking to. That's a big part of storytelling. Who are you speaking to? Who are you connecting to? Who do you want your story to reach? Do you know them? Where are they? What do they like to do? That's where market research comes into play and psychology. And then you begin to write stories that speak to them, where they're at in their journey. But if you don't know them, there's a tendency to just write stories that, um, you know, give people the feel and stops at that. But if you want to take your stories, you know, a step further, you need to have at the back of your mind that you need to know who you're speaking with. You need to know who your stories are being targeted at. Yes, it's, it's really important to live your truth. It's really important to tell stories from your heart. But if you're doing stories for business, you need to know who you're speaking. You need to know who your ideal customers are. And that's when you need to understand them. What makes them tick? What interests them? 
Another thing is copywriting. You want to convert them. So yes, you've shared a good story, but what is a call to action? Is there a call to action? That's a big part of storytelling that a lot of people don't realize. And I have found more and more people on LinkedIn share stories that are good, but when it comes to stories that convert, now that's another conversation entirely. Another thing that helps with mastery is practice and practice. I cannot overemphasize the importance of practice. You cannot master something if you don't use it, if you don't practice it, if you don't do it, if you're not consistent with it. You cannot come on one, you know, maybe once a month, drop a good story and go about your day. You need to be consistent in what you're putting out. You need to practice and practice and practice. That's how you become a master. Another thing that I also want to add is there are lots of layers to stories. Know your customers, know your ideal clients, speak to their pain points. What are they going through? Address it with your story. Let them feel like you understand them. Stories can be for different reasons. We can have stories for the sole purpose of connecting. We can have stories for the sole purpose of business. Why are you sharing your story? What is your why? Sit with yourself before you put out any story. What do you aim to achieve with, my, with your story? That should be the question at the back of your mind. Do I want to motivate somebody? That's absolutely fine. Put it out there. Do I want to inspire somebody? That's wonderful. Put it out. But if you are sharing stories and you don't have a why, that's not going to work. So if you're going to be sharing stories from now on, sit with yourself. Ask yourself what your why is. And good luck to everyone out there who is getting interested in storytelling and wants to know more about storytelling. We have an array of experts up here on stage, including myself, who you could send a message and ask questions and um, we could help you out with writing your stories and crafting stories that connect and ultimately making you a master in storytelling. I'll be so excited to speak to all of you and send me a message and I would respond. I hope you have a wonderful time listening in and I'll be here. Thank you so much, Obehi Eni Abimbala once again. Thank you so much, uh, Hannah. Thank you so much for that. I appreciate that. Uh, all right, uh, Abimbala, it's your turn. Please tell the audience who you are and then we will move on from there. All right. Thank you so much, Obehi. Thank you, Eni and amazing Hannah. Thank you so much. Hello everyone, good morning, good afternoon, good evening from wherever you might be listening from. My name is Abimbola Olani. I'm a content writer and I'm a storyteller. I help businesses to gain visibility by crafting compelling high quality content. And um, one of the tools I make use of is um, storytelling. The storytelling is a very effective tool in the hand of any content creator. It's a way that you get to connect with your audience and gain their emotions. So um, well, well, everybody has uh, really spoken at length and um, even Hannah, she has spoken at length. And like she said, I'm just gonna pick a few, few things from what she said. Um, you need to know your why. Why are you putting out the story? That, that is what we have. That is what we call the theme. Because every story must have a theme. That's one of the ingredients. That's one of the elements 
of a compelling story. You must have a why. Why are you putting out the story? Is it for business? Is it to get them to to inspire them? Is it to get them to take a particular action? You must have a reason why you're putting out your content, I mean, your stories. And one of the ways you can leverage, take advantage of your storytelling skill is in building your personal brand. And in building your personal brand, I believe um, that narrating your personal story goes a very long way because people want to know who you are. They want to know your story, your background, where you're coming from. So when you're telling them about the story, your grass to gray story, your grass to gray story, stories of how you what, what you were before and how you overcome where you are now, it helps them to connect. They are able to relate with it. And um, someone was talking to me some days ago about this particular guy, I pronounce his name right. So I went to check his profile. And on his about page, he was talking about how he started from a very low beginning that was in 2014, how he was broke, he was uh, devastated, uh, frustrated, and how he, he is now a global a CEO of Sabi Writers, which is an African leading and award-winning company. So from there, people kind of get to relate with the person. So in order to, you can leverage your storytelling. I remember when I was, when I joined um, affiliate marketing, I don't know if anyone knows about um, Sam Harvard. He told us about his story, how he was so broke when I attended his webinar, how he was so broke, how he had nothing, he, how he was begging, he was evacuated out of the house, he was thrown out of the house by the landlord because he couldn't pay his house rent. And six years later, where he was, he was now, as at that time, he was talking of, he was now a multi, he was then a multi-millionaire. And he was able to even get his mom a car. So, you know, all those stories are ways that you can now live. So that was one of the reasons why I joined the affiliate program, because of this story. Because at that time, I needed money. I needed something that I could get. I wanted money. I wanted to live a good life. I wanted to live. I was I was in need of something that I can just so I was able to connect with the story and that was why I jumped on the affiliate program. So one of the ways you can leverage is through building your personal brand and also you can use storytelling as a vehicle for change. You are able to change the way people think, their mindset. You are able to share your opinion, drive home your point, change the way people perceive things, see things, and you're giving them a new mindset. You can use storytelling in that particular aspect. So I, um, I'll hold on for now. If there is anything, but that's all I have to say for now. Thank you much. I appreciate Thank you so much for that, Abibola. Thank you. All right, so the room is set. We have a lot of interesting people uh, in here that want to share with us. In fact, that is the most interesting part for me, uh, is that we're not here for lecture. We are here to share. And when people come up to share their experiences of how they are using storytelling, it makes me feel very good. <laughs> so uh, let me just uh, clear the ground of, of what is going to be sort of the rules, not only really the rules, something that can sort of guide us in that 
the conversation is going to be around mastery your storytelling skills for leverage how can we do this how are you doing it so that other people can learn from you i repeat we are here to share so that other people can learn through our experiences i think the first person that joined us in the room was daniel daniel please share with us we are ready to learn from you happy monday everybody and thank you so much for allowing me to come up and, and share this with you. So I am I am a student to my amazing wife and our six uh, adopted children. And a huge shout out to Lachelle out in the audience. Absolutely love her. We've connected before. So let me share a story that's powerful for not only my brand, but for any brand. Our youngest daughter, she's seven now. When she was four, uh, let me let me take that back. I, I've got to tell a story. Let me share the story. So our youngest daughter was severely drug and alcohol exposed in utero. She spent two weeks in detox after she was born. And within four and a half months, part of her small intestines had died. So all a lot of meltdowns a lot of self-regulation issues when she was four she was throwing one of her screamers and she just kept on going and going and going and all of a sudden she just stopped nothing my wife and i looked at each other and we're like where did she go and she had gone up to her room for about 15 minutes and she came back, she had drawn this picture of this beautiful rainbow with all kinds of multicolors in it and a picture of her and I holding hands. And she says, Daddy, I am sorry. I am so sorry. I had everything that I could do to, to keep the emotions back. And she asked if she could come and hang it down in my office. And if you've ever seen me on a live stream, you'll see that I have about two to 300 pictures on my back wall. Every time our daughter comes into my office, she sees her bumps in the road. She sees that she made herself accountable and she showed up. All of those pictures of her meltdowns are just plastered all over my wall. But here's the remarkable part. I was so inspired by the act of our four-year-old daughter taking 15 minutes out of her life to make it about me that I felt like there was a way to inspire social media to be able to help us understand not the vanity metrics, but how much time people were spending with us in the audience. And over the course of three years, I created a product called Peekaboo that just does just that. And if you look at the personal brand behind it and how it started, a four-year-old temper tantrum. My wife and I not wanting to see our children grow up in a world of vanity metrics. And now we have some of the biggest content creators behind the brand, not because they have a huge following, it's because they have a huge heart. They're living that brand. They are what makes their brand. And 
I wanted to share my story. Maybe it's powerful. Maybe it's not. But I so appreciate all of you taking time out of your life to listen. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for that. Uh, that is really powerful. That is uh, why storytelling really works because it touches the human heart. There is no person who listens to the human story who cannot be moved. I don't remember whether it was uh, Mother Teresa uh, who did say that there is no person you couldn't love if you could hear their story. Story is so powerful. It's more powerful than data. It's more powerful than mere figure. It's more powerful than mere numbers. It touches the human mind. And that is really powerful. In that if we know how to do that, which is what we are talking about today, the mastery. If we know how to master how to tell our story, then there is no door that we cannot open. That is really powerful. I think any wanted to say something there about it before we move to the next speaker. Uh, can I? Uh, yeah, I want to share something. Um, Please go on. Um, yeah, first of all, I'd like to say thank you, everyone. Thank you, Abahi. Thank you, Annie. And thank you, everyone here who create a opportunity for us to sit together. Uh, so a lot of people here. Uh, so yeah, I just want to feedback on Daniel. I like to say, you know, you are a, you are my, you know, example of how a great dad should be. You know, and I'm only 21 years old, but I could see that you're a, like, you're an incredible dad. It's like, for me, it's like, man, like right now, I just want to be a dad, you know, what you say, what you share, you know, because I like, uh, I love, uh, I love hanging out with, uh, and teaching volunteer children. I used to be an English tutor, so I understand, you know, it's, it's so, you know, incredible to see that how young children who spare a little time for us just by, you know, drawing pictures or showing love through pictures and songs. But for us, we are hardly could, you know, I, I think for me as well, um, <clears throat> Uh, spending time family, you know, versus the time with myself and versus the time for myself. You know, I think it's about the uh, the sacrifice of of personal time for the people because, and I, I think I am learning to do that also. Uh, and currently right now I'm uh, spending more time calling my parents because uh, before I could share you that, you know, I was so, I used to be a person who kind of, you know, like, uh, well, my parents were like, where are you? And I was, I just, I, I didn't respond. And I was like, uh, and I respond late or one day later. But I, what I don't realize that, yeah, maybe, maybe to me, like what they ask is, you know, like, uh, you know, give me some time and space. But to them, you know, they miss me a lot. As a uh, dad, as a mom who has been away apart from, from me as a son for the, so long they miss me more than i miss them and they need me more than i need them because uh i think for for me as a son you know i because i'm still growing developing and learning about the world so you know i i would like uh, like a uh, love to more learn more about the world than spend time with parents but that was me before 
that was me before I realized that you know family value is it's like timeless and it's like active uh it's like you know forever you know we shouldn't or i i'm i have been wrong that I undermine the value of family time and time with my parents and yeah and right now i'm I'm making up for it you know i I'm like a sacrifice a little of my time for my parents just maybe a little like 15 minutes every day just to uh, like expand I know right, right now it's like 30 minutes or one hour calling my parents uh, and and I would love to prioritize my parents over my work because you know it's my parents you know, they give birth to me and I, I I'm I'm here to speak as a son of a parents, and I will and I like to say thank you, and I'm learning to be a good son, and and I'm learning also to be a man of, of my family, in order in the future that I could help my parents to protect them, preserve them, and to serve my family and to protect my future family as well, so. Yeah, uh, I would like to end my point here and I would like to say my endless appreciations and gratefulness for you guys. You know, teaching me how to be how to be a great person, a great son and how to be a good dad also. It really prepares me for the future. So thank you. We all need to be grateful because we come to this world through other people so we really need to be grateful to them and we grew up through also the help of other people who have taught us something yeah i really uh appreciate what you what you shared there thank you so much for that i think any wanted to uh greet more people uh yeah any please uh the, the mic is yours uh, thank you right, so, right thanks for your share so far you know i think you know daniel and frank you know, you know you showed the importance of storytelling and how it's not, you know it, it literally does impact other areas of our lives. You know, you, you both tell us stories, you know, in different ways. And I think you know it's always useful to appreciate that stories. There's many different ways to tell stories. You know, it's not just you know once upon a time type stories, and it's not always business type stories. You know, literally speak from the heart and make you know elaborate on the lessons you want to you want to take away from what you're saying. When you do that. You know, your message resonates more. That's the point of today's audio room. Look, Aisha, I see you. Padre, I see you, my friend. Festus, Maria, Dr. Marcia, thanks for joining us always. Lanre, how are you doing? Norbert, and I'm going to lose this game because there's so many people in the room. Juan, I see you too, my friend. Michael, Roseanne, Asniza, Zayed, I can't see any of your name, my friend. Ziad, sorry, I can't know your name. Um, Edifon, I'm glad you're here. Patricia, Moritz, Ganga Lelewe, how you doing, my friend? Dame, Damien, you in the room too? Now, he's an amazing dad. Now, he's one who understands storytelling and parenting. If you don't know who Damien is, connect with him. you soon find out. Damien runs amazing audio rooms too. Gina, always great to have in the room. Alicia. Welcome, welcome, all of you. Semba, Maya, Andre, Ekram, Kareen, 
Oh, Frank, Marlon, Philip, Rosemary, Rick, Gloria. I'm glad to go. I got to you in the end, Gloria. So I'm not trying to get to you. That you're the mark I set myself. Karen, Vanessa, Jemima, Shivani. Welcome, all of you. Look, um, we've got, we've got to nearly 100, please. Now, do me a favor, please. And all of you in the room, just invite someone. I want, I want to get over 100 today if, if we really can. Please just invite someone. Use that button on the bottom of your screen. It says invite. Invite someone who needs to hear us, needs to hear you, needs to hear anyone in the room today and learn the lessons of our room. I want, I, want, I want those three figures. I never had three figures before. Please help me get to 100. And then I'll be truly in heaven. But thank you so much for sharing with us. Let's go back to listen to what you have to say, my dear friends. Yes, thank you so much, Obehi. Thank you, Eni. And I want to say a big thank you to everyone who has contributed thus far. I believe our next speaker is Lachelle. Hi, Lachelle. Could you tell us what you have for us today? Good morning. Thank you so much for uh, this space, uh, Eni and uh, Obehi. It's uh, great to be here and love the shares. And Daniel, thanks for the shout out. I appreciate it. Um, just love his uh, way of telling stories. I think, you know, for myself, um, I use stories to um, tell the real story, you know, because I think on social media, uh, there's a lot of um, vanity, you know, and I, you know, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that. I mean, you don't want to purposely put out um, things that are going to discourage people, right? You want to have good things that you post in order to uh, stay positive. But a lot of times when people see all the positive, they forget about the behind the scenes, you know, uh, you can have a, a picture with all your kids in front of the camera smiling, but, you know, right before the, the picture, somebody was fighting, you know what I'm saying? And so um, I just really like to uh, be the narrator of my own story. I like to fill in the lessons um, for the audience. And so, you know, I think a lot of times we think that that is uh, really, um, I don't know. It's just a lot of people have been conditioned to believe that, you know, talking about the positives all the time is the way to inspire people. But I find that it really puts more pressure and stress on other people because it's a narrative that doesn't happen all the time. You know, you have to learn how to deal with whatever ingredients you have for the day. You know, I still have 10 kids at home and yeah, every day it would be nice to have a lasagna, spaghetti and all the trimmings maybe. But sometimes, hey, the only thing we have in there is some uh, rice and chicken and we're making like chicken and rice with gravy or something. You know, you got to use with what, what you got. And so if you're always talking about the good things, when people have times when it's not the ideal, they don't know how to function. And then they uh, turn to other things to try to get them through instead of their own self-reliance. And so um, I think it's important to have the opportunity to tell the truth about some of the things that you have overcome, because that's where people get inspired, you know, 
if I say, hey, you know, I, I had to make a meal out of rice and chicken and gravy, and they say, oh, well, you know, I've got some rice and I've got some chicken, so I can do that too, because they may have been in a situation to where they only see the negative and they don't recognize uh the gratitude that they can have for the things that they do have. And when you have that mindset of scarcity or lack, it's hard for you to think and be creative with what you do have. So uh, for me, it's about being vulnerable and transparent and uh, sharing uh, the low points, because if I'm telling the story, I've made it past the low points. So uh, I understand that my position is to give hope and inspire someone else. So thank you for allowing me to share. Thank you so much, Lachelle. I love your share about telling the real stories. And I think it's so important because there is a level of glorification for just good stories. And I love that you're saying we should share our stories as real as it is and when you're speaking about real stories then you know that we have good and bad days and it's okay to share them as well so thank you so much Asha, for your wonderful share i would yield the mic now to our next speaker it's mirinda i'm gonna call the names as i see them on my screen so bear with me if you came before mirinda but hi mirinda what do you have for us today hey there i love lachelle's share too it reminded me of testimonies where something negative happens to you and in the christian church god or, or jesus or the holy spirit one one of the members of the trinity like rescues you from it and it's a it's a source of encouragement and it's inspiration in many many um worship songs so that just made um her now, what she shared made me think about testimonies, which are also very powerful ways to tell a story. And I prefer, I prefer the audible story as opposed to the written story, but they, but they both certainly have value. And um, on Friday, I told a story about my time in service and how the commander offered a job. And everybody applied for it. A lot of people who had more time in service than I did, they, were, they outranked me, they had more experience. So I started walking past the commander's office and every time I walked by, there was someone already in there speaking to him until one day I walked by and there was no one there. I knocked on the glass door and before he could wave me in, I stuck my head in and said, I heard you like coffee. And he smiled, so I walked in and got the job. Now, no one else in our unit believed that I deserved that job. But that was okay, because he hired me and he believed I deserved it, and that's all that mattered. And so sometimes it's important to tell stories like that. Um, like there's, there was no, not a, there wasn't necessarily a call to action. There was like a call to think outside of the box, a call to be creative, a call to be bold, a call to take chances, right? And a, and as well as a call 
to remember me as someone who is like resilient and assertive, a call to remember me as someone that you should have on your corporate board. Like that was the point of me telling this story on on Friday. And I'm telling it um, today for a different reason, to encourage you to think outside the box and be um, bold and be aggressive. You have nothing to lose and everything to gain. And so storytelling is so much better than pitching, isn't it? Nobody wants to be sold to, nobody wants to be pitched, but if you can tell them a story that encourages them, that inspires them, that motivates them, or paints a picture of you in their eyes, it's just, it's better. It's so much better. And storytelling is a skill that you can develop through practicing telling stories and there's always opportunity on social media to do that. Um, thank you so much. Um, it's so good to see um, family here on stage. I haven't seen y'all in a while. The room is amazing. 73 folks and growing. I, I believe any, I believe we can hit 100 today. Um, thank you for um, the opportunity to speak. I guess I'll pass the mic back to you, Hannah. Thank you. Um, thank you so much, Melinda. Thank you. That was a lovely share. Thank you so much. And uh, you're right about uh, storytelling, being able to inspire, motivate. Um, right now, I'm going to yield the mic over to our next speaker, who is Sandra Spanish. Please unmute your mic and let's have you speak. Thank you. Uh, good morning, everyone. Um, I have no uh, storytelling um, experience yet, but I'm learning and I want to be able to tell my stories and story. I mean, I have so many stories that I need to share and tell people. And I think my stories will be like uh, sometimes some days it might motivate you or some days my story might make you aware or, um, or my stories might make you want to uh, start paying more attention to things that be happening around you or be able to discern different type of people so you know not to, you know, you should be able to know in your mind not to uh, uh, be a follower of others that's doing things that you're not accustomed to doing. And that's all I want to say. I just want to, I'm here to learn today. <laughs> so that's basically where I am with it. But I have so many stories all the way from my childhood how it was coming up as a not only as a black child but my uh, uh, my complexion how it played a role in my life all the way up to now in my adult life so that's all that's all I want to say this morning and uh, uh, I like what I've been hearing all morning and stuff and you know how to kind of like start um, my uh, storytelling journey along, or I need to start writing it down, but a lot of my stories, I, I just know off the top of my head of what I went through in life, so that's it. Amazing. Thank you so much, Sandra. Thank you for that. 
thank you so much. So keep sharing your stories, start sharing them. Um, the next speaker I'm gonna call on will be um Rastafa. Please, can you hear me? Please unmute your mic and let's have you share. Thank you. Hello, good morning, everyone. Um, thank you for having me. This is a wonderful show, um, and I'm glad to be here. And so um, I'll get started because I do have a few points I want to make. First, I just want to say that um, storytelling is very important, and that's what everyone here has been exercising and doing. And I want to make a point of storytelling goes hand in hand with two things, imagination and emotions. And that's what makes storytelling so deep. It, it's the combination of the emotions and the imagination. Um, and so I'll continue. Um, I'm from Jamaica. And being born in Jamaica, the way you guys talked about, like from the motherland, um, how things are passed down, information. I can talk about um, ancestors that I never met and stories in their lives because those were repeated to us. and. Um, I'm from the darker shade, and there is a shadism in Jamaica where the darker people you really come from poverty and don't get a chance to go past fourth or fifth grade. So storytelling is how we pass on our history, our family history, and just knowledge in general from um, you know ingredients and in how to make food to medicine to just how to live and be be a man, woman, a child. So storytelling is very important. Um, Okay, and so with that, I have a story, and I try to encapsulate my story in a few words, and it's I'm Jamaican made and American raised, and that's the title, and I would like some help in expressing that. Um, let me continue. So um, I'm also a neuroscientist. I'm a brain scientist, and I study the brain, and what was important about that is because as a scientist, the research i write research papers and the best research papers they tell a story um and for me i was a creative writer before i went to undergrad and college and um had a big imagination and that actually i think was 80 percent of what makes me a great scientist um a great grant writer um you know a people person is being able to tell a story because when you tell a story um, that's how people relate to you and you relate to people so telling stories is very very important um i had one more point i wanted to make um but i think i capped i captured most of it in there but it's it's really important uh, see when, when you are speaking from jamaica and you make it reference to the story uh, it make it make me it make my heart <laughs> my, my heart uh think a little bit um because most of the people that I've interviewed in my podcast, for example, are coming from Jamaica uh, and also in the African diaspora, of course, looking at other parts of the diaspora community. So thank you for that sharing. It's really important. I don't want to go more in detail into that, but I really want to thank you for that sharing. It's, it's really very interesting uh, in that storytelling, really hold the, the line that connect all of us together. Like, like you were saying, sometimes uh, there are things that we are not able to do without the story. But with story, there are a lot of things that we are able to do. So mastery storytelling is something, it's an, it's an endeavor that we really must undertake, nearly all of us. I really want to stress on that. It is important because it is only when we master our craft 
our ability to tell our story in a way that they can convert, that we can leverage it. Up until that time, we are just still strongly still trying. But let's move towards mastery. That is where we really uh, are able to cash in on our ability to tell story. It is powerful and it works almost all the time. Before any coming, I want to say that this room is being recorded for those who are not here because we want to extend the conversation to those that are not able to come just now. And so that what you are sharing now is also going to be useful for them. So that is why the room is being recorded. And for any of you who want to maybe take the, the story to the next level, the five-part uh, book series are available on Amazon. You can take it out and read. And of course, let me know what you feel about the conversation. Because it's not only for me, it is also for you. Let's keep the conversation going. Because storytelling, again, is powerful. It will help us to rewrite where we our trajectory. All right. Thank you so much, Obehi. And greetings to all the beautiful souls who can hear my voice this moment. You cannot tell a story without telling a story. Storytelling is all about telling stories. But most times, one of the challenges that we have experienced with storytelling is that most people want to always tell traumatic stories. So traumatic stories isn't just what storytelling is all about. The first thing you need to note about storytelling is that you must be comfortable first to share your story for people to be able to relate to the story that you're talking about. Whether you're trying to persuade someone to support your projects, motivate a team, ladies and gentlemen, storytelling is a fundamental business skill and you can leverage it to attract partners, VCs, clients, employees. So what makes a compelling narrative and story and how can you improve your ability to influence your audience using storytelling? The first thing you have to notice is that great storytelling is a skill that anyone can learn. The way you go to the gym to develop your muscles, you can also intertwine your experience and turn them into a fabulous story every one of us here every given day we have experiences we record experiences in our at work in our families across all sectors we have lots of things to relate to now the second thing that i think you have to do in terms of leveraging and this works for me a lot is to work with the ideology that says less is always more less is more Keep your stories very simple. Some of the most successful and memorable stories are relatively simple and straightforward. So when you craft your narrative, eliminate too much details that don't move the story forward and develop the characters, make it very compelling. So storytelling is all about keeping your audience engaged. If they don't need to know more about the color of jackets and all of those details, go straight and hit the nail on the head and cut to the cheese. So whenever I tell my stories, I always explore the Aristotle concept of storytelling, which is the ethos, pathos, and logos. So when you tell a story, there has to be pathos, it has to be passionate. You can be talking about something that, that is 
going to be relatable to people when you are not passionate. The passion has to be felt. The second thing is the ethos, which has to do with the emotions. Your audience wants to feel the emotions attached to your story. And the last is logos. It has to be logic, logical dimension about your story. It's very important. So to summarize, in a couple of years ago, I grew up in an environment where my voice was not allowed to be heard. I had so many ideas to share, brilliant ideas to relate to the world. But whenever I opened my mouth, I was meant to realize that my voice was not ready to be heard yet. That experience and those experiences affected my mind. It affected my personality and several things about me. Until one certain time, I took a decision that I was going to find my voice and help as many other people to find their voices. That single decision which I took on my 21st birthday anniversary gave birth, has given birth to several of the moves I have made, being a media personnel, telling lots of stories, documenting stories in Africa and all over the world. So if you listen to my story very carefully, you realize that one of the components I used is to keep it very simple. And if you listen carefully as well, you would observe that there were points where I had to use what is called tonality in you. The way you voice and say your words in your story also matters a lot because you want to keep your audience attention. And the final thing you will note is that every story is a component that connects many stories. So with that being said, I would want to encourage as many of you here as possible. Don't be scared of telling your stories. Just go ahead and start telling your stories. Learn the skills. Get a coach. Learn the skills. And start sharing your stories because your story would help as many other people to tell their own stories. My name is Isu Samuel. I believe that storytelling is the most powerful form of communication. Back to you. Obey here and thanks a lot to you all for hearing me. Thank you so much for that, uh, Izu. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Uh, well, for many of you that are out there, Izu um, <laughs> is very good at communication. Of course, you can see uh, in the evidence in his speaking. So, of course, all of you, we all need to connect from uh, with each other and benefit from our different experiences because we are not all the same. We are not all speaking from the same angle. But we all have different possibilities. You can leverage what I know. I can leverage what you know. That is what the connection is all about. All right, I think Eni can hear me. Eni, I believe you want to make a small reflection uh, in the conversation so far so that we'll pass it on to, uh, to Hannah to introduce more speakers. Can you, can you hear me now? No, yeah, the green ring's on. Yay. <laughs> you can hear you. Yay. <laughs> I had to leave and come back and refresh my screen. Nice, nice, nice. It's been an amazing share so far. And I said, and uh, now my best audience I can think of. And I welcome all of you. And I, I see Rick and Nico, Abdul, I see you. Welcome, welcome, welcome. welcome. So my, my whole screen's moved, obviously, since, since I spoke last. Norbert, I see you too. Amazing Grace is here. 
Frank, I see you, my friends, Valerie, George, welcome all of you. Now, I think, you know, our last speaker, Richard, made, made the point, you know, being authentic is very important, you know, and just being, you know, being intentional what, what our story is there for. Above all, I think learning how to tell stories is the point everyone's made so far. You know, we, have to, we have to learn, you know, it doesn't just come naturally. You know, the, our, our ancestors, our, you know, our, older, our, our older generation who could tell good stories that resonate with us, now they, they had years to practice and they practiced for, they, they told many, many stories. You know, we don't get to tell enough stories, or, we don't, or, or maybe we don't try to tell enough stories. So we don't get the skills that they learned over years. You know, there really is a point in literally taking time you know, what are you going to learn from over his books? Are you going to learn from other storytellers? I mean, the storytellers all around us. You know, we need to learn from, we need to learn, as you say, over here. We actually have to learn and be deliberate about learning. You know, I'm amazed that I'm saying, you know, everyone that's, that's shared so far, is that we all come from different walks of life. Even the, even the co-hosts, four of us come from different now, different sectors, different countries, now in terms of where, where, where we're based. You know, storytelling story is not just for one set of people. It's for it's for everyone. It applies to every sector, you know, to every part of our lives. Now, when we learn to truly craft a good story, I say craft them, hold on to them, and, and just tell them. Now, the more you tell them, the, the, more, the better you get at telling them. You know, so I'm sure you know, Isu didn't get to be so good at communicating by accident. I, I love the music in the background as well, by the way. You know, that does that just adds a whole mood to when you talk, my friend. I don't know if everyone, if other people notice, I certainly did. I'm thinking, well, what's that? What's that? What's that, what's that song? What was that music in the background? But you know, it, it has an effect, my friend. You know, I think it's about setting the scene for engaging people. That's what this comes down to. You know, set this scene, you know, tell, you know, why can't which story is going to get what you want? Which story is going to make them, like Phil said it earlier, which story is going to make them laugh? Which story is going to make them cry? That's what you want. You know, which one's going to get the response you want like, in business or your personal life? So, you know, amazing shares by everyone. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us as always. I keep quiet now over here. I'll pass the mic back to you, my friend. You're welcome. You're welcome, bro. And um, I really want to thank you again, Any. Uh, you know, Any here, um, uh, is a, a big machine that is making all of us to run. And we really own him that gratitude. You see, the speaker before, uh, what, what is his name again? I, I don't want to mispronounce. I don't know if he's there. He was talking about his parents and he was say he was grateful to his parents. Yes, it, we need to be grateful to our parents. We also need to be grateful to other people that we meet in the journey. Uh, in my place, it is said that the masquerade cannot dress itself. It needs to be dressed by another person. Because if you can dress yourself, then you are not a masquerade. Because in my place, our masquerades are dressed from head to toe. You don't see the body inside, of course, depending on the type of masquerade. So it means the, the concept, the idea basically means that we all need each other. Without the other person, you cannot be who you are. So we need to be grateful for other people that have helped us along the way. One of such people is Annie. Annie, thank you so much for what you are doing with us. All right, uh, Hannah, I think it's your turn. You are the one introducing the next speakers. Please go ahead. We want to hear from you. 
Thank you so much, Obehi. Thank you so much, Annie. And if there's anything that I'm grateful for is that we have a space where people can come share their stories. It, it warms my heart so much to see a lot of people come up on stage and share their stories. So thank you to everyone who has shared their story today. I will now be yielding the mic to Carol. Carol has been waiting a while. Hi, Carol. What do you have for us today? Hello, Hannah. Hello, everyone. Thank you, Obehi, for hosting this amazing event. Uh, thank you everyone for wonderful share. Uh, as a starting storyteller, I would like to say a bit about myself. I'm Karol, I'm age 28. Um, originally I'm from Poland. Around 10 years, ago, uh, 10 years ago, I moved to UK. And most recently, in recent Halloween, I found myself in a difficult situation where I did end up in hospital for 14 long days, three days before of surgery and 11 days after surgery. While been after surgery, I've been given morphine and other fancy substances, which caused me some um, overall uh, <laughs> weird situation. However, what I can say is the ability to get back after 14 days of sepsis, you know, embrace the struggle and opportunity to grow, is ability to bounce back, learn how to walk again, come back even stronger, demonstrate the power of human spirits to overcome anything, you know. And it's been great for everyone in here to give in those powerful shares. And life writes really weird stories. Sometimes we might not understand, but everything happening for a reason. Um, doesn't matter of our belief. All beliefs are important, you know. Faith is building us stronger. So I hope I get inspired someone. And Hannah, your metaphor uh, previously about storytelling being like pizza, <laughs> I would probably uh, be like double Polish with <laughs> no appendix as a pizza. However, uh, thank you everyone for for this amazing time and opportunity to learn a bit more, a bit more about storytelling skills and how to leverage from that. For me, leveraging it would be just to give the hope and inspire other people. So thank you. Thank you so much for that. I don't know. It's like it appears that everybody has spoken. What about Abraham? Uh, ha, ha, have you spoken yet? Maybe I'm. I'm um, you know? I'm aware that Tolulope hasn't spoken. Ah, okay, okay. Please go on. So hi to Lope, what you have for us. But thank you so much, Carol, as well. Like your story is so inspiring. I love that you shared it. And I also love that you spoke about the pizza analogy. <laughs> so hi to Lope, over to you. Hello, can you hear me? Yes, we can. Okay. Hello, everybody. Good afternoon. It's been such an amazing room today. And I'm really inspired. I love storytelling. Um, I... I have a, a lot I could say about that, but I would try and just keep it short. I was five years old when I heard the loud voices. I knew who they were, but I was so terrified because I had never heard them talk in those scary tones. I cowered under a high stool, scared of what was going on. I, it was unfamiliar, but I knew that it was wrong. Years later, I would remember that experience and I would know that I did not want any child to experience what I had experienced. 
it was my parents and they were just dealing with some issues it was conflict it was scary it was that fear that propelled me many years down the line to begin to write books for children and ultimately to become a marriage counselor and a marriage coach I have found that in a home where there is trouble between the parents, especially if it's extended, it traumatizes those children as well. This is a fact, it's well known, it's researched. And so for me, it is a passion to ensure that every marriage that can be helped is helped, that people don't stay in a toxic situation and transfer that toxicity to the next generation. So I am doing everything I can to ensure that that my mission is accomplished. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for that. Uh, that is really interesting. That is really an interesting share. I, I appreciate that. I really do. That, that story was sort of touching in the beginning. <laughs> Thank you for the sharing. That is a human connection. You know, there are some stories as you are hearing in, you, something is sort of clinching inside of you. Uh, that is a connection. Because until that happened, uh, the people are sort of disconnected. They are not with you, or they can laugh sometimes. But when you can have that instant connection, you, you know, it look like magnet. You know, you, you just face one part of it to each other. You see, it's attracting. It's attracting. The when you get to that point, of course, the selling becomes almost easy. You are almost not selling, but the people that are there asking you, how much is it? What does it cost? I want to do business with you because there is a connection. It is very important. It is not casual. It is not by chance. There is there is strategy. There are strategy behind it. All right, uh, Dr. Masia, I think it's your turn. I don't know if you have. I, I think you have not spoken yet. Please go ahead and share with us. Good afternoon. Good night. Good morning, everyone. I am <clears throat> always happy and always inspired, always energized by coming to these sessions, and I want to say how much I'm learning from those persons who have gone on before. I want to raise three points. The first is that I want to speak to Ito. I am speaking out of Jamaica as a coach, educator, trainer, and consultant in relation to disadvantaged rural schools. I did a research in 2012 that gave the true picture of disadvantaged rural schools and rural settings and how the game has changed rapidly for those persons and how classism has also changed because these disadvantaged individuals outnumber their urban counterparts at every level of education because of the resilience that their stories turn them, the resilient persons that their stories turn them into. And so the data has changed drastically and the landscape has changed drastically. My research can be found on Amazon, but you can DM me and I can give you some amount of data, current and past, that can, you can use in developing your story as a Jamaican that has an experience. And so you can connect your experiences with the present experiences of disadvantaged rural students, persons, scholars, entrepreneurs etc all right that's my first point the second point i want to make is that our stories i i heard the speaker that came with his music that was so soothing and it had an impact 
And he emphasized the point that we must learn how to tell our stories. And that this is some, just as the way we go to the gym, we can actually learn the skills to tell our stories. But I, I, I am in total agreement with him. And I just want to add that our stories, when we learn how to tell our stories, we must know our story. Our story that we must know is our story and our experience. However, we must study the patterns in our stories so that we know the true story. And I hope I'm not confusing anyone by what I'm saying. If we know the pattern of our story by studying our stories and how our stories are playing out in our lives, then our story begins to grow and we do not become fixed in our story, but our story begins to develop and grow us. So we improve because we are telling the true story. Let me give an example. There might be persons, and I'm speaking from the point of view now of a Christian leader, that has stories of conflict and confrontation. And so everywhere you go, you encounter some conflict or confrontation that becomes a pattern in your story. If you study your story, you are able to see how you trigger people and how they trigger you so that your confrontation and your conflict story becomes a collaboration story an overcoming story, a team playing story. And so the patterns in your story are not exempt from your personality and from your traits because through generations, we have acquired traits and we have acquired dispositions through genes that tends to give force and also to give, to negotiate our stories. So there might be someone who experiences the same thing that we are experiencing, but because of their response to that story, the story takes on a more beneficial turn because we begin to own the story. And Marinda gave an excellent example of that. When everybody went into that office, and did not come out getting the job. She understood the play of that story and was able to meet him on a level that bonded him to her and made him observe the qualities that she had, that he desired in that person, that he wanted to occupy that position and that space at that time. And so our stories, many times we become deluded by our desires and we become so fixed on a story that we hear that we are not able to navigate the space that we are present in. A lot of persons tell a story how persons say they would not amount to nothing. But if they study that story, it is that voice, that breath that they resisted in their spirit that changed their story. And so they must now tell the story 
how, from the point of positivity, this is how I became who I am. And I want to thank that individual who never saw me and never saw the good and the power in me because of the lens through which they were looking and because of their story. Our stories carry us forward or stop us where we are if we do not understand and know the true story of our story. And that's where I want to end. We must know the true story of our story. And I want to finally end with a story. A gentleman lived in a house with a tenant and in that he became the tenant. The landlord decided at a crucial time in his life when he had just settled down with his family and they were doing some operations and so on. And so he was going through a wilderness experience. But at this time, to add fire to fury, his landlord gave him a specific time to leave his home. The man took it extremely hard, but the wife, who was also under a great deal of pressure, said to him, let us identify somewhere and go to a lending agency and see if they can sort us out. She, it took her some time and they were coming on to the crunch time and the wife proceeded to do by her own, on her own, what she thought would be the solution to the problem because of the stories of resilience that she has been told by her family members. So she acquired a land that was appeared to be out of their reach because of the cost of it. And she approached the lending agency, got the loan and built the house in the period of time that she was expected to leave that landlord. So her story became a story of inspiration because she saw in it what her husband did not see. She claimed the opportunity to use that dead end or what appeared to be a tragic story and turn it into an opportunity and a setup to acquire her own home. To date, her husband still hated the landlord and still hates him because at the worst time he thought in his life, this landlord made it worse. How we tell the true story of our story makes a difference and transform our lives in many ways. Wow, thank you so much, Dr. Marshall. That was really, really deep. We appreciate you. Thank you so much. Uh, before I call on the next speaker, I'd like to um, address Padre. You've been raising up your hand for quite some time. I don't know if he's still in the audience. Please, if you can hear me, please. Um, we've been trying to bring you up, but um, I guess it's a network glitch. So kindly leave the room, then come back in and raise your hand again so we'll be able to bring you up. Thank you so much. Uh, right now, I'll yield the mic to our next speaker who has been patient. He's a patient man all along. I know him for a time. Abraham Oyemari, thank you so much for your patience. Please unmute your mic and let's have you. Thank you. Abraham, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Hi, everyone. Hi, hi. Hi, Bimbo. Hi, any, any. Thank you so much. You have been really persistent with sending me these messages to attend your LinkedIn audio live. So this is my first time. Thank you so much for being persistent and being kind. Um, 
Obehi, nice to meet you again. We had a lovely time, was it on uh, last week, Thursday? Yes, uh, Hannah, pleased to meet you. Linda, Miranda, Carol, Sandra, Izu, lovely storytelling, lovely, lovely. Um, Rastafa, uh, Tululope, the story about the childhood thingy, I can relate to that. Um, Marcia, thank you guys for having me here. I'm not going to say so much. Uh, the only thing I'm going to say is that I know the power behind uh, authentic storytelling because I am a product of storytelling. Um, and all I'll just say is when I started my journey on LinkedIn in 2022, I knew no one. I had nothing. I didn't have a direction. I didn't know what I was going to do. The only thing I had was creative writing. I could write. I, I could write stories. And that's what I started with. So the first one month on LinkedIn was entirely dedicated to writing stories. I didn't want to. I am a copywriter. Um, and I didn't want to pounce on people. You know, people don't like being preyed upon. And I knew I didn't want to be that type of copywriter. So how do I get people to get to know me? And the only way to do that was to tell stories, write stories. Uh, three months before I got on LinkedIn, I was writing a lot of stories on Facebook. So that kind of engineered and prepared me for LinkedIn. So when it was time for me to push myself and then start um, sharing my post, I started with the stories. And I would talk about everything and anything. I'll talk about my daughter. I'll talk about my experiences. I'll talk about traveling from Nigeria and settling in South Africa. I'll talk about everything, work-related, or everything. I'll even talk about the dogs barking you know, down the streets, and I'll make stories out of those. And at the end of the day, I'll end with a call to action, You know, telling people about copywriting and telling them how copywriting has brought out the creative writer in me. So storytelling is absolutely brilliant. Um, I am still on a journey. So what I tell people, stories never end. Stories are always developing. You give us room to be ourselves, to be creative. You, you can't put a full stop on creativity. You know, it goes where it wills. So our stories define us. They give us strength. They give us motivation. They give us brand. So embrace yourself, embrace your stories, share your stories, love and accept who you are. Because when you accept who you are as a person and where you're coming from and don't ever feel your disadvantage, you know, there's a time and place for everybody. Use those moments to uplift yourself, to tell your stories, because trust me, there are people who want to hear what you have to say. My name is Abraham Onyemari. Bimbo is my very, very close friend. I love her to bits. I am a product of consistency. And my story, I will be telling on the 1st of September, 2023, when I'm done with my 365 days personal consistency challenge. Thank you all. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Abraham. Abraham is an inspiring person, such an inspiration. Anytime, thank you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you. And right now, I'll be yielding the mic over to Linda. 
please unmute your mic, ma'am, and let's have it. Thanks. Linda Coleman, can you hear me? Yes, I was just trying to get my hands free. I had picked up something, of course, yeah. <laughs> at that moment. You know how that goes. Good morning, all. It was a pleasure to see that screen shine up and say that my friend Amambola was on something that I just had to check out to see what it was. And I'm really glad I did because none of us know what we might find if we take that step. And how many times do you step back and not forward and then regret it later? And in this case, you're going to record it so it will help people to see that they can catch it later. But that doesn't always happen in life. I can relate to a lot of the people here. I adopted children, you know. I came from a poor farm family, but I came from central Illinois in the USA. So my battles and your battles might be something different. And I know I got to hear some stories of my parents and one some of you might have never ever thought about. A poor farm boy needed to get across his county to go help on another farm. And we lived between two railroad tracks. So my father and some of the other kids in the community would go ride the trains to get from one side of the county to the other to help with like bale hay for the cattle and the horses, or whether it was just to go clean the fields. You know, there was a lot of different things besides that. But that's something that a lot of people never had opportunity to hear about, to know walking wasn't the only way to get somewhere. And I've been blessed <clears throat> since a child. My dad was a pickup man at a rodeo. So I got to meet people from different countries at a very young age and was always enthralled, enthralled to hear their stories because that's what makes us the community that God wants us to be, is to share and to care. You know, you might have a tip that could solve or save somebody else a lot of aggravation. And a lot of people in these times are finding themselves getting angry. And my dad always used to say, if you didn't have it, you wouldn't have to worry about it. How many times are we worrying about things that if we step back and think about it, that there can be another way or somebody you can reach out to that can help that. And when everybody was shut down around the world, it became harder for people to know who to reach out to, how to not be thought of as something else. And this group is amazing to have caught this morning because you all are doing exactly what God wants us to be, to step up, to be the children, to share ideas, to share thoughts, to share lives so that we might make someone else's day a little better. I appreciate getting to say good morning. Thank you so much for that, Linda. Thank you. Thank you so much. That is really powerful. I appreciate that. You know, that is, um, that is, um, there is energy that is going around that is reaching everybody here. I really appreciate that. You see, the only thing I'm really regretting is time. Time is never enough. We, 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 we really want to spend some time, but where, that is where you usually go. <laughs> but anyway, we will come back again every time. We are, we are coming back again, always all the time. We come, of course, we are here every two weeks. Uh, I know that we are not going to have time to be able to talk about everything we want to talk about. So this morning I shared a post uh, talking about 
um, how to master our story because it is really important. Of course, if you are part of uh, uh, my newsletter, you would have gotten it. But if you are not, why don't you join it uh, so that uh, the, the message can get to you every now and then, at least every week, I share uh, information about uh, storytelling and how we can leverage it in our business. So I really want to thank all of us that have shared some valuable information here. This is why we are here. We are so, we are so filled with energy now because of the sharing, the experiences, how you are using it, how you are using storytelling in your work, and how you are leveraging it. And by that, you are giving us the power to even do more. That is really interesting. So this is what we are going to do now. Everybody that is in the room is going to say something in, in 50 seconds. You are going to conclude the conversation. All right, Carol, it's your turn. Please share something in 60 seconds. What is your final thought here? Thank you so much, Obahi. So be passionate about the work we, you do. Um, nothing motivates more like family and people we value. Support of them is fuel and drive for our love and power and ambition. So carry on on the job. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for that. All right, we are with uh, Miranda. It's your turn. Please share something in 60 seconds. What is your final thought here? Can you hear me? All right. She's not there at the moment. All right. Linda, it's your turn. Please go on with 60 seconds. When your eyes open, your mind starts to work. And sometimes your mind starts to work before you really want to open those eyes of a morning. But just think about opportunities, possibilities of what is or isn't. But if we can make them positive, like so many of you shared today, how to make things more positive, the world would be a much better place. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, Sandra, it's your turn. Surprise the people with your voice. We want to hear your 60 seconds final thought. All right, Sandra is not there. Abraham, it's your turn. Please, let's hear from you. 60 seconds. Okay. Um, if you want to be an authority figure, a thought leader, put your thoughts down in a story. Nobody's going to ever dispute that because we all relate to stories. We bond with stories. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for that. It appeared that Sandra is back. Sandra, yeah, let's hear you. Hi. Uh, I, I uh, really enjoyed the uh, conversation today because it uh, it's just giving me a boost to get my uh, storytelling skills, uh, start writing what I, uh, you know, what I, uh, the message that I'm trying to convey over to people. And I just want to be able to help people along the way, help build back some self-esteem. I think we, we're getting lost here along the way, some kind of way. And so I just want to, just want to help. And by putting my story out, I think I will be able to. Absolutely. So thank you all for listening to me today. Thank you so much, Sandra. You're All right. right. Uh, it's your turn. 60 seconds. Please go ahead. I realize that there are many ways that you can present facts, you can present data, and you can sound very intelligent. But when you tell a story, you transform. Facts tell. Stories sell. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. Izu, Samia, it's your turn. Thank you so much, Obehi, and many thanks to you all for the opportunity to be on the stage. Great stories happen to those who can tell them, and fantastic stories happen to those who can practice and be able to tell those stories. Just like Tolu said, tell me the facts and I will learn. Tell me the truth 
and I will believe. But tell me a story and it will live in my heart forever. Back to you over here and thank you all. That's powerful. That's powerful. Dr. Marcia, it's your turn. What is your final thought here in 60 seconds? My final thought is that we, we must understand, we must know, and we must tell the truth in our stories as we establish the patterns and understand how our stories trigger us, how we trigger other people, and how we can reframe and rebrand our stories so that it works for us and not against us. That's my point. Thank you so much for that. I appreciate that. Abibola, yes, let's hear your 60 seconds before we move away. Wow, thank you so much. It's been a wonderful session with amazing speakers. Uh, what I have to say is uh, just be, it's your story. Learn to embrace it, own it, and share it. If someone out there needs to hear it. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. Uh, Hannah, yes, please speak to us in 60 seconds. Thank you so much, Vehi. Thank you so much, everyone that has contributed today. We are so grateful to have all of you here. Uh, I would like to say two things. First thing is there is power in sharing your stories. You cannot keep it to yourself. Second thing is our stories should liberate us and not trap us. And to anyone listening today, start telling your story because nobody would know if you don't share. Thank you once again, everyone, for you know contributing and sharing. Thank you so much, Hannah. And thank you so much, Annie. You see, I, I repeat again, uh, your power is reaching everyone here. I appreciate your support and all the things that you are doing behind the back. No? You know, people see what is happening in the soup. Let's put it as soup. No? But many ingredients come from different angles that make it very sweet. So that when people eat it, mm, that soup is really delicious. But something make it delicious. There are people that are working around the clock that make it happen. One of that is Annie. Any, what is your 60 seconds to conclude the conversation? Right. Um, the amazing shares today. Now, I'm always impressed. I'm always amazed by the skill with which our speakers share, uh, share do, or do the shares in our rooms. I really am, you know. And uh, also, my, I'm always grateful to my co-hosts, my hosts, that's over here. Now for having to bring the concepts to us and also for bringing the space for us now to actually talk and share. So many great shares today. I know. Where, where do I start? Actually, I love Dr. Marcio's points that there are cultural specific stories that we need to learn how to tell. That's that's important. You know, as the diaspora, we need to learn how to tell the stories outside uh, our homeland. But I think Linda also made a point that people love to hear our stories in in far in far from places. Now, so let's learn to use our stories because they really do have the effects that many of us as speakers spoke about. I think I can't not mention the, the point that uh, Tony Lope made, which is fast tells stories sell. That's what this comes down to. I think now, yeah, Abraham made a similar point. Now we need to start laying parts in our brains where we tell our stories, we practice. I think, oh, that was Rostafa that made that point. Now we need to begin to tell stories that truly do affect us, do change us, do improve us. That's all in one audio room. We've done a while well over here. We already have. Okay, quiet. Well, thank, thank you. you so thank you. Thank you, brother. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. I really do. I really do appreciate it from the depth of my heart. I thank you to all of you that have participated in this room. I don't, uh, words cannot explain it. Eh? Carol, Linda, Abraham, 
uh, I have Izu, Sandra, Tolly Lokbe, and the those that have already gone by now, I say thanks to all of you. We are really, really grateful for your time and we appreciate your sharing. We learn from you and particularly my co-host, Abimbola, Hannah, any, I say thanks to all of you. I appreciate, I really do. But I want to just say this, that you see some of the speakers here, you see how eloquent they are. You see how beautiful they lace out the argument and they decorated it with story. Sometimes in their part, they didn't know how to do this. That is the beauty of the human journey. Today, we're talking about mastery storytelling. We're not just talking about storytelling. We're talking of mastering it, to be able to tell it in a way that somebody look at you and say, hmm, tell me more. That is where we are aiming at. For you to get there, you need to undergo a journey. You start from not knowing what you are doing. People may be laughing at you because you are telling story to a point where they can say, teach me how to tell story. That is a mastery. You are going to master it. Like the Ojogun in my place, for example. If Ojogun closes his eyes, he can still make a trap for you that you will take to the farm and you will catch an animal. Why? Because he has mastered his ability to do this. Perhaps you might not be able to do many other things, but this particular one, if he wakes up in the night, he can do it and he can do it perfectly well. That is what our that is the level we should be taking our storytelling to. Learning how to lace it into our communication. Then we will be able to cash it on it. Because it is legitimate that we can cash in on our ability to tell story and influence people. So thanks to all of you. I appreciate it. I really do from the depth of my heart. And please come again next time. We are here basically every week, but this particular room, we are here every two weeks, every 14 days. So, two, two Monday from now, we'll be here again. Please join us again, because we are here to share with you and to learn from you. Thank you, everyone.